What's up, pals? Welcome to... <laughs> Sorry. We just went over this. You know what episode this is. I know what this is. We just talked about it. Welcome to episode 159 of the Super Nerd Pals podcast. Wee! Woo! I'm one of your co-hosts today, Chris. And I'm the Sanchez. other one, Ryan. He forgot his last name. It's all I right. For- yes. You know what the funny thing is? You're hungover, but I, I'm... I'm my brain just farted. He, he can't function right now. I'm good. I can't function. This is horrible. This is my first... Well, I mean, I guess Dragon Ball Revolution's uh exception, but this is my first SCP episode in a long while. Um, so I came home at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. You have no excuse. Yeah, I... Yeah. I, I think I have a sleep hangover. You know, like, when you have... When you sleep too much? Too much? much? Yes. yes. And then your brain's just like, I don't know what de- hour yep. of day it is. Uh, that's, yep. that's how... That's how I am right now. Anyway. I also went to breakfast, got myself into a food coma, took a nice nap. <laughs> <laughs> Naps are great. But you know, what's, you know what's even more great? Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse. We are operating at like, I don't know, 50%, but we have 100% enthusiasm for... I'm movie. operating at like a nice 65, I think. Right okay. Now. 65 is barely passing. Fuck you. Barely passing my ass. Okay. We're we're alive. We're alive. We're talking. We're having fun right now. So, um, welcome to 2019. Uh, this is... Holy shit! Yes! Uh, this was a crazy year. Um, if you just... If you were just tuning in, uh, we had... If you're just tuning in to Super Nerd Pals at episode 159, wow! Hello! Welcome! Hey, don't judge. Each episode could be someone's first episode, so, yeah. Well, welcome, and then uh, when you're done with this, go back and listen to all other 158 episodes. Yes, binge it all, like a good friend, Zach. Starting from the beginning, Mm -hmm. before Chris and I were here. Yes, yes, the origin stories. Um, But today, uh, we're going to talk about Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse, the amazing animated movie that came out about three, three weeks ago, I think. There's been a lot of nerdy stuff that's been happening, like Wet Thor or Aquaman, which has been <laughs> smashing all the box records. Like, right I love how you se- just called it Wet Thor. It I is. literally said it. I know because I read it somewhere and I was like, it irritated me, but it's not untrue. And while I still haven't seen Aquaman, the fact that I said that to you guys and now you're all calling it Wet Thor, just like it's, it's canon. It fills my heart with such joy. It's very good. I I've, I've also love the memes of Adam Sandler's water boy being photoshopped over to, Jason Momoa yeah onto his body or Bar- what's his name mermaid man and barnacle boy from yes! so it's like very the memes are are excellent but we haven't seen this movie yet and in the spirit of keeping Andy alive yes <laughs> in this in this episode I'm going to mention the unholiest of mentions that Willem Dafoe is also in Aquaman. Oh yes, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, so great. I, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's Andy. Just I did things. that for you. I don't want to talk about it now. Okay, <laughs> Andy's gonna be so happy. It's gonna be great. Um, be so like, we haven't seen Wet Ryan. Thor yet. Yeah, no, we haven't seen Wet Thor. Yeah, yet. but we'll we'll get to it eventually. I mean, I, I think I'm gonna see are... Wet Thor before I see Mad Max. Like uh, this. <laughs> this makes me sad, Ryan. So I still sad. haven't seen it. It's okay. We're, one of these days, we're gonna make I don't know, like on the fifth anniversary of Fury Road, 
We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch. I'll it. I'll make. I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I will make a New Year's resolution to see Mad Max Fury Road before 2020. Please, that'd okay. be so great. Okay, I'll be the happiest person alive. I know. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna eventually see Aquaman. I mean, I think we were obligated to because like it it just it's crushing like Wonder Woman and Guardians of the Galaxy two and I forget what other movie it surpassed this past weekend for box office sales, but it's just making a crazy amount of money. It's been getting really positive reviews. Did it, did it smash like uh, Captain America or the Avengers or something like that? Uh, I think it was one of them. Maybe like Avengers Age of Ultron or something? I don't know. Who knows? It's making a ton of money. So I, I, I've i been really curious about it because I think DC's finally getting their act together and they're leaning into the camp and the mirth and not being so endlessly dark and grimdark. Also, um, it's directed by a legendary horror director. James Wan. Yeah, so oh. that makes it interesting for me. I was like, what the hell are you doing getting into comic book movies? Yeah, I want to talk about how righteously angry James Wan got a couple of days ago when Aquaman got snubbed for not getting a nomination for best visual effects. It's like, oh my god, James Wan, preach, please. I've heard so this is so I heard that uh, the CGI was actually beautiful and flawless for Aquaman and I think that that's really impressive because sometimes it's really hard especially with comic book movies to make CGI flow that seamlessly like I noticed in some of the later Marvel movies that they started to get kind of lazy and like you can see it and that bothers me it's like you have this to use it like try not to get super lazy with all this stuff and think about the fucking world he created here like I understand Black Panther created an entire world there too not only did james wan have to create an entire new world he had to do it underwater that is not easy so i i will be on his side for him to get angry over that because that that can't be easy to make everything flow like that and it's it's really interesting because the academy has this weird i guess allergic reaction to genre films and like especially superhero films. Uh, I mean, this yeah, year that because might change. It's like an elitist thing with them. They think that the only things that deserve to win like that are these giant noble biopics and stuff. That that time has come and gone. Like, it doesn't always have to be that way. Start nominating this stuff. You'll see what happens. You'll get a much better response from the people that actually care about these movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that history may change because... I know Black Panther's already in the running for Best Picture nomination. Did it get nominated? I think pre- I believe he's gotten nominated for Best Picture already. Okay, if if this is the year that that a comic book movie wins Best Picture, it especially a movie like Black Panther, it will change a lot of things. I think because that sets a new precedence. It sets a new precedent in terms of the Academy. The Academy is very. I, Academy is a very, like, elitist little group of people. They're very, like, black and white, no gray areas. So, I mean, they have, I mean, they've come a long way. There, There is that. But I will say that if the Academy allows 
a comic book movie to win Best Picture, like I said, especially Black Panther, I think that that says a lot. And it shows everyone else that the Academy is at least willing to change. You know? So uh, Remind me again, what award did The Shape of Water win? Was that an Best Academy picture. Award? Yeah. I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, yeah, there, I mean, okay, so it's changing already. I mean, who would have thought? A movie about like, a fish would win, I know. Yeah, who knows? I did. Okay. I but did. I was sitting hope. there like, shape of water, shape of water, shape of water. And when they said it, I was like, yes! Yeah, Del Toro. <laughs> well, everybody go. else that was around me got pissed. They were like, that shouldn't have won. And I was like, oh, oh fuck no. yourself, Guillermo deserves it. <laughs> yes, get, get out of my house. I so. was at somebody else's house, so I couldn't say Oh, well, get out of your own house. I said, I was like, I will get out of your own house. Uh, so, um, Black Panther's going to be Best Picture, and I want Spider-Verse to win Best Animated Movie. Or Best Picture. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I was that's really a, That's exci- a whole other argument that animated movies should have their own category. Yeah, I mean, I feel like what was I feel like they should though. Animated movies are in a league of their own sometimes, but then but then there comes with this whole thing of saying like, are they not as good? Like, do they not deserve to be in the same category as Best Picture? There's like a whole other there's a whole other argument for that too. If you separate them, does that mean that they're not equal anymore? Oh no no Spider Verse. I'm gonna say it makes the argument that it's definitely equal, if not better, because. Wow, it's like I forgot just... I was watching a cartoon for a part of that movie. Oh my god, it's like so. L- let me just say, I want I, I I. There's been a lot of good movies. I mean, a, a lot of good superhero movies too. Um, within that fact, but Enter the Spider Verse has to be one of my all time favorite movies of this year. Period. Like 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 Ryan just said, it's it's super entertaining, but it has like this such deep emotional core and it's really profound message about like. Anyone could be a hero. Anyone can wear the mask, and how you could find family in like the most like unique and strangest of places. It's like oh, the feels like this. It also it accomplished something completely. It did something really different, and it was just it was super super impressive. And I I didn't know who like half those people were, and I didn't care. All I know is that when I left that movie, I was like, two things need to happen. One, I need an all-female, which is coming true. I was like, I need an all-female Spider-Verse movie. Number two, I need a spinoff with the pig and Nicolas Cage. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so Because <laughs> that, that would just be so out there and so fucking funny. It's so... Like, again, like this movie was clearly made by, like, died in the cloth super fans of of comics and spideys um there, there's like so many little nods and uh easter eggs and just like aesthetic choices like like right at the beginning of the film it starts off with a, a giant logo of the comic code's authority uh seal which yes you know, and how you know there's like onomatopoeia popping over the place where every time they shoot a web, they, the thwip happens. Or that one scene where um, Miles, like, the Miles and Peter are running from the Alchemax lab and um, Peter tells Miles to chuck the bagel. So Miles throws the bagel and, like, it hits a guy in the head and it just says bagel. as the automatic P. I was like, yes. <laughs> this is so weird. And someone 
someone in the in the uh, VF, VFX team had to pitch that, and they had to spend money to render it, and it's, it just landed so well. It landed um, so I just, I think that everything that they did with this, I mean, there were a couple of things, I remember watching the trailer, two things that they kept hidden really well in the trailer that I was not, like, impressed with, but it got me excited again to watch a movie about superheroes was Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. They kept that really, oh, really that, close. that was... That was because like, they kept Fisk... it so close to the bell. It was like a really cool reveal. It was like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, because we knew Fisk was going to be in it, but also that secondary Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Like, in the trailer, you saw the chubby Peter Parker. The schlubby, like see... Peter B. Parker. From... Right, exactly. Yeah. But you never saw the one that was in Miles Morales' city. Oh, oh yeah, you, you did. He was, you he did? Was the blonde Pe- he was the blonde Peter Parker. No, no, I know, but I don't remember seeing him in the trailer. Oh, okay, yeah, they kept that to the bell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, and the trailer. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. I I was just it just got me so excited again. I was like, oh yay! <laughs> it I made kinda, me feel like a wee nerd. Yes, all over again. <laughs> yes, and I I can't imagine how it felt for like young kids, especially uh, uh, like young biracial black Hispanic kids to see themselves on the screen and Miles. And Miles, like, he's so charismatic and he was such an amazing kid and uh, amazing he character. He was easily my favorite. I mean, I know the movie was about him, but there are also, like, five other spider people that show up in that movie and Miles, besides Spider-Gwen, was easily my favorite. Mm-hmm. He, he was exactly that. He was extremely charismatic and empathetic and he, I think having Miles on screen is super important now, especially for young kids who are growing up to see that. Because we have enough of the Peter Parkers. We, we've seen that how many times over? Yeah, and the, uh, the whole premise of Spider-Verse is like anyone can be a Spider-Man, Spider-Person, Spider-Woman. Exactly. Uh, all the above. Exactly. Um, and... I think that, I think that Spider-Verse sends the most important message about what it means to be a superhero or just a hero in general than any of the other comic book movies or any of the other Spider-Man movies because of the representation they had. Yeah, there's like two super prominent moments, uh, both with Stanley actually. So one of them was uh, oh, when yeah. uh, yeah, with Miles, uh, he's buying his um, knockoff um, costume because uh, the 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 perf- his. Like I'm gonna call him Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, he's like the blonde, the blonde Spider-Man that shows at the beginning of the film, uh, and the tries OG, to tutor the, the OG Spider-Man. Well, he's not. I wouldn't say he's the OG, but I think it's the most perfect version of Peter Parker. Because like he's an al- amalgamation. Like they 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 took elements of Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because like in, in his comic books uh, smash uh, recap. They showed scenes where he's stopping the train from the movie, having the upside down kiss. He's also yeah. uh, some mix from like the video game Spider Man, where he's like a huge tech whiz. Um, so he, this is like the the perfect perfect Spider Man. Um, and I just I just lost my train of thought. Oh, what was I talking perfect about? Perfect Spider Man, Tobey Maguire. Oh, what was I? Oh, back. that's right. So yeah, so th- this Peter. Tells Miles, you always gotta wear a mask. You always gotta like, to, you need to wear a mask to like protect your loved ones and protect your identity. So he's she's talking to Stan. He he, uh, he got uh, Miles grabs the costume from from Stan, and Stan has this wonderful line where it says, um, "Eventually, 
the suit always fits. And it's like this nice, this nice um, hidden message where like Miles will eventually grow into the hero. He'll have his moment in the sun, in the sun. He'll have, take his leap of faith, and he'll become the hero that he's meant to be. He'll, he'll uh, achieve his full potential. And then at the end of the film, in the one of the post credit scenes, they have this really wonderful quote from Stan saying that um, you know it, it just takes someone takes someone to do the right thing to become the hero. I was like, oh, feels such such an entertaining and funny movie, but it's just such so empowering and. I think one of the coolest things to come out of the movie on Twitter, um, you saw you saw this like this massive uh, upsurge of art uh, and then, like the hashtag Spinersonas, where everyone's just uploading their own art or concepts of like who would their ideal spider self would be, and it's just so cool just to see all that flourishing of creativity come out and. You know, there, there's gonna be little kids watching this. This might be their first Spider-Man film, and and now everyone, now all these kids are gonna be like, I want to be Spider-Man, and I can be Spider-Man because there's Spider-Man in every single universe and every single amalgamation combination. Um, so I think it's just super cool. I think this this movie should be preserved in like the National Congress Film Archive or Film Registry. I think it should be set off, shot off of the space for aliens to watch. It'd be great. <laughs> I agree. No, this definitely, I absolutely agree with you. This was definitely the most perfect Spider-Person, Spider-Man movie that we have. Um, like I said, Gwen Stacy is Spider-Gwen. is my favorite because I love that suit. I love the way she looks. It's so good. Okay, so let's let's back it up a bit. So um, you, Ryan, might be in a similar place to a lot of other people who watch this movie where you may not be very familiar with all these alternate spider people. But nope. I think the movie did a really great job of like I love a capsule. <laughs> Every time there was a new spider person, they're like, I'm gonna tell you my story and it goes through the whole fucking thing. Yes, this, I <laughs> I'm like the one and only spider. I'm the only one uh, one of only one and only Spider Gwen. I'm the one and only Spider Man and I live here and this is their backstory. It's like this 20 30 second bite and it shows their origin story and there's some of the exploits and so it's Nick a really ingenious cage. Yes. Oh my god, let's talk Okay, so let's talk about the the, the roster. So you have uh Maz Morales <laughs> as Ultimate Spider Man. Yep. Um then you have Peter B. Parker, which I I believe this is the Peter Parker that we know from Earth Six One Six. Like Well, who I can tell you which one's which based on the voices because I had to like look up who I thought was who because there were people that were talking in this movie and I'm like, is that how I think it is? That sounds like this person. And then when I found out it wasn't, I like looked at a photo of them and I was like, ah, now I hear it. One of the spider people when they were talking, I was like, is that Chris Pine? Who? Chris Pine is like the perfect Spider-Man. He's the, he's the first blonde Superman or Spider-Man that we see in the movie. It's like, Chris Pine, great choice, great acting. Um... And then uh, Miles is played by Shimmy. No, Moore. but he's but he's not in it though. That's what I'm saying to you. Oh, Chris Pine? Yeah, he's not in it. No, he is. He he's the blonde Spider Man. He's the one who gets killed. And no. He's like he's the original Spider Man. You are correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking of Jake Johnson. That's who I keep thinking of. He's the he's the older. Yeah, he's a schlubby, he's overweight. The sh- yeah, he's <laughs> Peter Spider-Man. Parker, which is great. He's like he's he's been around the block, and he, he he's lost seen everything it all, and, he and he's done. grumpy, 
and he's he he acts as like like Miles Mr. Miyagi. It's pretty great. I know, um, I love it. That whole uh, relationship too was wonderful. Mhm. Um it's like he's like reluctant, but it, he 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 becomes a great teacher and he's When just he's like, teaching him to swing through the trees, I think was one of my favorite moments oh, between the so two good. of them. Oh, so good. That was very heartfelt. Um, and then you have Gwen Stacy, your Spider-Gwen, or in this film, Spider-Woman. Um, I know in comics co- continuity, she's officially called Ghost Spider, which I don't really n- know how I feel about that name. But you can't really call yourself Spider-Gwen because like, that would just give away your identity, so I get that. But No, she's Spider-Gwen. Re- she's, yeah. she's Spider-Gwen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's played by Haley Steinfield, and as Ryan said, there's gonna even before the movie officially came out, like Sony knew already how big this film was gonna be. So there's gonna be a spinoff uh, in the works featuring an all-female Web Warrior cast, and so far they have uh, Spider Gwen uh, with Haley reprising a role, and then uh, Silk, who's a Korean American. Uh, spider, uh, spider, uh, crime fighter. Her name, her actual name is Cindy Moon, and then you have the original Spider Woman, um, who's I know her the first name of her alien or her real identity is Jessica. I can't remember her last name, but the OG Spider Woman is gonna be uh, part of this team as well. And then you got um, Spider Ham, voiced by John Mulaney. Peter Peter Porker, so a spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig and turned to an anthropomorphic pig in a spider costume. It's and it's like it's totally Looney Tunes. He's like animated in this this classic two D style, and he pulls out hammers from out of nowhere. It's it's awesome. I loved it. Um, so let's just let's put it out there. I like I love Nick Cage. Nick Cage is my one of my favorite actors. Um. You could say it could rival like the love of Willem Dafoe on this podcast. Like I love Nick Cage. Like I actually forgot. Like I knew that he he was playing Spider Man Noir, but then I forgot for like some span of time. And then when he first starts talking to films, I go Nick Cage. Yes, I watched. I watched B-roll of all of these people doing their sound bites for the movie, and every single one of them is doing their lines, and it's funny to watch, and you get to like see the, the faces to all these people and then you get to Nick Cage and he's the only one that is looking directly at the camera while he's doing the, like because you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to ignore the fact that the camera's there but he is delivering the lines to the camera it was just so funny I was like Nick Cage oh, is such a weirdo I love him and I love how he's he's going through the second renaissance of like like prolific filmmaking because he's he was he was Superman in the Teen Titans Go movie, which is really funny because, like, he, he was supposed to play Superman in Tim Burton's version of Superman back in, like, their, like, early 90s. And then he was in Mandy, which is a great horror movie. Uh, and now he's Spider-Man noir, so basically like a 1930s pulp noir, detective noir um, version of Spider-Man. He can only see in black and white, and it's like, and that becomes a running gag. Um, he was really great. Um... And then you had one other spider. Oh, I'm sorry. You had some other spiders. So you had um, Penny Parker, or Spider. Uh, so it's uh, uh, Penny Parker's a female version of Peter Parker uh, as a drawn as a young teenage uh, Japanese girl. 
So it's like it's very anime, and uh, and she co-pilots a a mech suit. Uh, and there's a little bit of um, Pacific Rim in here where she's bitten by the radioactive spider that pilots the mech, so she can like drift or or telepathically communicate with the spider, so they could, they could co-pilot the mech together. And this was um, an original character written. Uh, for this, the original Spider-Verse uh, crossover. Uh, it's written by Gerard Way. Um, so the, the frontman and guitarist for uh, My Chemical Romance. And he's really big into comics. So he's wrote, he's written um, this Spider-Verse character. Um, and then he also wrote a follow-up one where it has like a Venom-style mech suit, which is awesome. And he also wrote The Umbrella Academy, which is really good. And I think it's being adapted to a TV show, actually. So, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so Penny yeah. Parker's in here. And then um, you also have one other spider uh, spider person, um, but you don't get to see them until the very end. Spo- spoiler warning, I, um, if you haven't watched this film yet, stop everything you're doing, go watch the film, and then pl- press play. Um, but Oscar Isaac plays Miguel O'Hara, uh, at the end credits, and he plays uh, Spider-Man 2099, which is so hilarious. And they make fun of the 60s Spider-Man uh, cartoon, and they, they reenact the Spider-Man pointing meme, which is which is so good. So, yeah. There's lots of Spider-People in this, in this movie. So, uh, right, I didn't know so, who that um, was, but in all honesty, I didn't care because I was like, Oscar Isaac, yes, thank you so, for giving Spider- me life. Yeah, Spider-Man 2099, think Spider-Man meets Batman Beyond, so it takes place like 100 years in the future, um, and then Miguel O'Hara um, is like this super futuristic version of Spider-Man, and has like this really iconic, uh, high-tech looking suit, and that's, a, that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, so back to the, the original point. So you weren't really familiar with some of these characters, but um, Spider-Gwen's your favorite. Uh, what what appealed to you about these new characters? I just think that it wasn't just about the new characters in general. It was just having them all together like that. And it just got me, as a fan, it just got me excited again. Um, seeing all of these different characters together working together being in a movie together and it just got me it just it just made me happy to be a nerd again kind of like it made me feel like the first time i found a comic book when i was 10 years old so it just it it just it got me really excited again um it was just, the movie itself was just so much fun, and watching all of these characters just, like, existing together, you got to see little snippets of their own worlds, and it was just, it was just so much fun, and I would love more than nothing to read them all on their own, but I love that that was an introduction for me into all of these people, and, like... Mm-hmm. It just, it made me feel so wee and little again, and it just, it was so good. Yeah, it just, this is one of those films that just immerses you so hardcore and just makes you f- so full of wonder and like it makes you like like it literally makes you want feel like you could do anything as you walk out of the theaters like shit i want to be a spider person now exactly. like i want to do great things heroic things from a from a from a technical standpoint to like to bring all these characters together like i've never seen an animated film like this 
Um, I haven't either. Like it's like this crazy form of it's it's like it's, it's like it's a real mixed media piece. Like so you have like for for Peter Porker Spider Ham, they actually animated him in like similar styles to like old school like Looney Tunes or Hanna Barbera kind of style, where like it's like a classical hand drawn two D style, and then you have like this two point five D. I can't. I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if I if to, to describe it as like half stop motion, half CGI, half tradition. Like I don't know. Like, but they just flow so well, and like they look like they look like like stop motion figures, but they move so seamlessly. And and then on the other hand, you have like Penny Parker drawn in like a classic manga anime style it's like oh it's so cool it's all wrapped together really well and they also harken back to classical art styles and comic books like you like using the little colored dots or lots of cross shading or cross hatching uh, techniques um and i i read some or i heard i was watching a video about this earlier where like this technical feet is so by sony it's like it's so groundbreaking they're trying to patent it it's like oh wow so yeah it shows like how hardcore they 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 put into this film and like the 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 amazing talent that they 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 just put together it's like wow so so let's talk a little bit about the villains because we talked a lot about the heroes so far but like i love how this movie low-key just inserted their own version of the Sinister Six into the movie. So, like, there's, like, a really huge ensemble cast of villains. So you have, like, uh, you have Kingpin. Um, early on, you had, the green, like, this super mutated form of the Green Goblin. You have this gender-swapped version of Dr. Octopus, and she was amazing. That was such like- a great reveal that they kept out of the trailer. Even Tom was impressed. We were just thinking, like, oh, that was good. Yeah, like... Like the 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 turn was so awesome. So, uh, Miles and and Schlubby Peter Parker, are, um, they break into Alchemax because they need uh, a MacGuffin to uh, stop the Hedgehog Colliders. They're, in the movie, they were calling it the Goober. So they had to break into the office <laughs> right. and and like hack a computer. Um, and then uh, and then the whole reason why they were going to this place is because. Uh, Miles mentioned, oh yeah, like this doctor, Dr. Olivia, uh, she was in a video in watching class about multiverse and string theory and stuff like that. So they're, they're bringing it to the office and um, <laughs> Peter B. Parker's like putting on the charm and trying to distract her. And then oh, Dr. Olivia locks him into a chair uh, because Peter starts like glitching out it's like oh you're not from this other universe you're you're another peter parker and your your atoms aren't tuned to our frequency and eventually you're gonna break down and i can't wait to watch you uh i can't wait to watch it and and you're like oh shit what the hell is going on and then and then you you find out like like there's like this crazy epic scene where like she gets her octopus arms and she's like um my villains call me like Doctor Octopus. My friends call me like Olivia or Liv. You're not, you're not one of my friends. And it's like, oh my god! And it goes yeah. into this epic chase scene. Um, so that was an amazing reveal. Yeah, they kept that like super close together, but I loved it. 
there are just so many great things about this movie. Yes, it was so good. And then you had uh, Prowler, and uh, who was voiced by uh, Mahershala Ali, so super fantastic voice talent. And um, the Prowler, uh, a.k.a. Aaron Davis, uh, Uncle Aaron, provides uh, Miles his Uncle Ben moment. And I didn't know this, but uh, apparently the the Prowler Uncle Aaron story that we saw in Miles to, you know, hero up, that wasn't part of the original canon of Miles' comic, but I love this version so much more. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot cleaner, and it just, I think it had a much more profound emotional impact. Um, and then you also had uh, Scorpion, Tombstone, and I think the I think that was it for the Sinister Six. Um, but wow, like these villains were like, they all had a moment of the sun, and like Kingpin in particular. Like we we had like um, Daniel D'Onofrio from the Netflix uh, Daredevil series, and he's a great Kingpin. But I love this Kingpin so much. Like it's a really striking visual style where he's like this, basically this hulking mass of muscle. And like a, a, a tiny was, head in the middle. He was a huge person. Yes. Yes. It was awesome. Um, and it was, um, I think, I was listening to uh, uh, another podcast, Fat Men Beyond, with um, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard. And they were saying how um, it's like a very, very obvious homage to the Kingpin art drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz, who is this really legendary um comic book artist and he's really well known for like really weird avant-garde uh trippy pseudo-surrealistic art style like that so like oh my god very well played well played um so ryan favorite moments from the film (sighs) favorite moments um peter porker getting in on the action Yes, yes. When he pulled the giant hammer out of nowhere and then he wanted to give it to Miles and he said it could Yeah, fit it's like it could fit it. in your pocket. It's it like, could fit in oh, your it's... pocket. Yeah. Um the tree or, or the, the the moment where he's teaching him to swing through the trees before Spider Gwen shows up between Miles and and Schlubby Peter. I think most of those heartfelt moments between Miles and Schlubby Peter are probably my favorite parts of the movie, besides the Stanley cameos since we lost him this year, this past year. Um, just because he kept trying to be the, uh, the Spider-Man that Miles grew up with, because he, he wasn't from his universe, and he kept trying to be him, even though he was like, I'm not this person anymore. So he kept trying to be this hero, but then he would agree with everyone else, like, you're not ready for this, and... It just, it, it felt very real in terms of this is what a real person who was Spider-Man that has given up would be like. He would be this conflicted mentor of a figure for him. And, and so it's, it's staying moment, very true to the character. Cause yeah. like, because Stan Lee wanted to create a character uh, that had to deal with like normal everyday problems. Like I wanted the character who had to worry about saving the world, but also had to worry about whether or not he could pay rent on time and and like be home for dinner and have exactly. a wife and a family and you know so i think any moment that was shared between the two of them were really some of the highlights of of the movie for me mm-hmm. 
Um, for me, I I love the the web slinging scene. Um, it was just so. It was oh. It was it's like it's like uh, it's like it's like a you know, like a, a father and son like learning to connect. And even though they're not really, they're not connecting that way literally. But like it it, it ties back to that theme of family where like. You know, you could find family in the weirdest places, and it was like this really sweet moment. I loved, I just loved everything, every scene with Aunt May. Like, I love like the she was a bad yes ass. I love like the this version, the like the ultimate Peter Parker. Like, it had elements of like Batman, like and like so he had a spider cage and had like the spider buggy and like this glass case of all the costumes. And Aunt May happened to be like the one of the more badass portrayals of Alfred. So like uh, in Batman content, uh, Batman canon, um, Alfred was updated to be like a former um, military. Like I think it was like um, SIS or he used to be a former British military officer. So he had My like six? a lot of combat training. And um, and I love how this Aunt May. She's like really badass, and she she knows how to like operate all the equipment and make suits for people, and it's like, and I loved how you know Miles shows up at the house in a secret base, and Aunt May's waiting for her, and she's like, "It's about time I made you a right? costume." Yeah, and then <laughs> it's like so. I good. love oh. what he did with his costume too, though, because you watch mm-hmm. him doing like do all this graffiti stuff, and you're watching that, and I'm like, that's gonna come in in a really big way at some point. Yeah, and it's the way mm-hmm. he creates his suit. And I have mm. to say, I know we've grown up with the Peter Parker Spider-Man with the blue and red suit, but I love Miles' suit. I know. It's like this really awesome black, and he tags his own spider emblem on the front. It's like, yeah, oh. and then, I just... And, then, uh, and, then, and then, it, then he's using the hoodie for a second, and then, then like, at the end of the film, he, like, he doesn't wear the hoodie anymore. I prefer the hoodie look. It looks mm. really good. And, like, the, and the, and like the really the, the cool sneakers that he have. Um... So I relate that moment. Uh, he really made it his own, and as a kid, that's, it, yeah, I just I loved it. And then I just loved like the final fight scene, um, like that. This movie in 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 general is a technical marvel, but like once the collider goes out of control and there's like buildings sprouting out of buildings and trains like traveling through this weird technicolor ethereal space. Um, and like my like that one moment where Miles uh, forces Peter to go back to his own world, and this Peter wants to stay in this world because he doesn't want to face his problems. Yeah. And then Miles, he plays it so cool, like he he utters Peter's own words back at him, like you just gotta take a leap of faith. And he, like then he drops Peter into the portal. And it's like oh, it's so good. And then and then Miles does um um they. He does his uncle's hey shoulder trick and just unleashes like a huge electrical venom blast. It's like yes, yes! the whole movie was my favorite, but that's okay. It, it's this is true. This is very very true. Um, so, uh, clearly this movie made a ton of money. Uh, and the I think as of two a day ago, two days ago, uh, it broke the two hundred million dollar mark, which is amazing. And and I'm super excited because uh, the directors and the producers said that they would consider putting Spider-Man, the Japanese '70s Tokusatsu Spider-Man, into a sequel if 
if people would just keep watching, it would break 200 million. So we reached that goal. So, oh my God, like I cannot wait. Well, shit's gonna go down then. Yes, uh, which which is a perfect segue. Um, so let's say, um, so so the sequel is definitely gonna happen. We're also getting a spinoff film. So I wanted to pitch to Ryan um, a a second Spider Web Warrior roster uh, to to appear in um, whatever sequel it's called. Like it could be called Web Warriors. It could be called Enter the Spider Verse Two, um, and. So Ryan, who would you who would be on your second spider team? Like new people or including who appeared in the first? See, I was thinking about it. I don't want I don't want to break up the original team. I think I love their dy- dynamic so much. So I think a fair thing to do would be have an all new spider team and then in the like and then these two spider teams will team up together uh, in the next movie. Well, I want Oscar Isaac to make a legit appearance in the movie. So Spider-Man 2099, yeah. Um, I want Silk. Yes, definitely. It's hard for me to make a, de- a determination as to who I would want in that because I didn't know that half the people that were in this movie even existed to begin with. Mm-hmm. So... It's hard for me to come up with, like, a super team. I can only think of uh, people that I would want more focus okay, ha- on. Okay, how, how about how about, how about about any people? How about, like, OG and nude people? In, like, a Miles, team? absolutely. I need more of him. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Obviously, Spider-Gwen. Mm-hmm. I still want Silk because I want more female representation. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even care if they did a villain that was gender-bent like Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Have some more female villains. Come okay. on, bring them out. In. I'm fine with Definitely. that. Um, mm-hmm. I want Nick Cage back. Yes, more I'm Nick Cage. That, but I want more Spider- Nick Cage. I want always I want Nick Spider- Cage. No- Speeder Noir, Spider Noir, Spider Man, Spider Man Noir. Um, yeah. I liked, I liked the one from. Oh, what was her name? I liked Penny, but I wouldn't be. It wouldn't upset me if she wasn't in another one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Cool beans. Cool. Uh, so for me, like hands down, which is really why I'm so excited that the movie broke 200 million. Sp- uh, Man. So in the 1970s in Japan, they created this Tokusatsu Power Rangers version of Spider-Man. So he he has this. Yeah, he goes through a typical power just like transformation sequence, and he pilots a giant mech, which is awesome, and I want it. Um, I definitely want Silk, um, and Silk is a really awesome, interesting character. Um, she was bitten by the same uh, spider that that Peter was, um, so she has similar powers, um, some variations on it. Like she has a a, like a photographic memory she can shoot organic uh webs from her fingertips and i think uh there's, there's, i think this is would be a, a nice cute uh interesting dynamic where um since they're bitten by the same spider they have like this weird pheromone uh, uh, attraction to each other so even though they're like in their own separate completely 
happy committed relationships like when they're around each other like their pheromones start going crazy and, and like and it gets the weird shenanigans um so i think that'd be nice for a little bit of comedy um and also just more female representation uh on top of that uh i want spider girl or mayday parker uh so mayday parker for those who don't know um there's um so she's the the daughter of Mary Jane and Peter and in one universe um she I think she was lost in uh during a miscarriage and then there was a separate book called the what if series and it was basically an alternate universe where um the daughter ended up living she was happy and healthy and her name was May May Parker um at the age of 15 or 16 um she uh naturally develops her own spider powers so similar to her dad and her dad at this point retired from crime fighting because he got his leg uh severely damaged or cut off in a fight with the green goblin so he retired to become a family man and so Mady parker uh borrows the costume or a different spider-man costume from her uncle ben uh who's known as the scarlet spider um and it's like this really awesome new costume or like an homage to the oh the og scarlet spider costume and she just goes around fight crime and she's been having a, a huge long-running series run and it's really awesome and ryan i think you would love her um and then i want spider-man um, from Spider-Man India, uh, so there was a, a one-shot comic book where basically they took they retold the, the Spider-Man story, but said India. So you had this uh, young Indian kid named Pavatir Prahakar, and he uh, gets a scholarship to study at Mumbai University, and he lives with uh, his uncle Bim. And, 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 and Aunt Mira and he gets his Uncle Ben moment um, after acquiring uh, spider powers from this yogi uh, and he's basically and he's really he's a really cool Indian version of Spider-Man and he's also in the he also had an appearance in one of the Spider-Verse or Web Warrior comics it's, it's really awesome and uh, I know he, he gets a lot of love from from Stan uh, back in the day in this podcast, and I want Superior Spider-Man to be on this team. So Superior Spider-Man was a super controversial com uh, version of Spider-Man that came out like 2013, 2014. So this is when a dying Doctor Octopus switches his consciousness with or switches bodies with with Peter. So Stan has talked about this before. Yeah, that's so yeah, weird. it's. it's 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 really weird, but it becomes this really, it's like this really, uh, interesting take on Spider-Man where Doctor Octopus has all the memories and all the powers of Spider-Man, and but he doesn't he doesn't necessarily be has to like act on it, be way down on it, but um, it's like this really cool emotional journey where Spider-Man or Doctor Octopus decides to become a, a better Spider-Man than the OG, so he becomes more efficient in crime, so, like, he establishes, like, a little bit more brutal methods, or he uses, like, spider robots to you act as surveillance, and it's, like, I think he's, 
any this is i think this would be a really cool dynamic to have like a a smug villain spider-man um and i think it would be really awesome I think so, yeah, those I, are my picks. Those, <laughs> <laughs> In all their glory. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think I think um, I think the moral story. This movie is amazing. You should go watch it. Watch it more, and and uh, you know, become become your own hero. Yeah. Create your own Spider Sona. Let us know what what Spider people you want in the next movie, because there's a ton. Um, and there's also a ton of comics to read um, to get more of these alternate Spideys. So you got the original Enter the Spider-Verse run, um, or one of the more recent ones. Uh, the, the, the most famous, it's, it's, the mo- it's written by Dan Slott, and then they have the Web Warrior series, and then Spider-Geddon is happening right now. I think they're like five or six issues deep right now. Yes. Yeah. So Ryan... What would you give this rating or this movie? Oh, wow. Five out of five, five webs. Five out of five webs. Yes. Uh, I would also give it five out of five webs. Um, this is so fantastic. Like a pinnacle of animation. Super great storytelling. Super great tentacle. Just. I thought prowess. you were going to say tentacles. I was going to say no. That was just talk. It's <laughs> 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 so good. And my mind you know, is deteriorating. It's all good. Um, you also, I also love how the the creative team actually released the screenplay or the script for free, uh, so you can actually read it. And apparently, that's not something that's commonly done with animated films. So, uh, if you're looking to like really dissect on what makes a great movie, and not just a great superhero movie, but just like a great movie, how it works, how it's written, how it's structured i would definitely recommend you um you going online and reading that script because it's it's such a it's just it's it's such a really really cool document to read and it gives you a lot of insights into the pacing and the story and like and how these characters are fleshed out and how these characters are given their unique voices it's really it's so cool ryan i love it yes (laughs) cool uh, well, I think that's about it for Super Nerd Pals. Uh, this was episode 159. Uh, this is our Spider-Verse spoiler cast, and we loved it so hard. It's amazing, and we cannot wait for all the sequels. Yes! Yes. So, Ryan, where can all of our Spider-Sonas find us on the interwebs? <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. At Super yeah. Nerd Pals. Indeed, just look up Super Nerd Pals. Uh, um, you go go to soundcloud.com slash Super Nerd Pals. And if you want to join our amazing community, just go to facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. We're, also, we're always posting news and memes and jokes and stuff. It's a great community, so join us. And until then, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Stay nerdy, nerds! Stay nerdy, nerds! (laughs) (laughs) Peace out.